into episode 49 of Run Talk SA, and boy, have I got a show for you today. One of the most inspiring dudes to run comrades in 2014 joins us on this episode of Run Talk SA, and you are going to love his story. He's got a very, very cool story to share. That's coming up. I uh, just want to say thank you once again to everyone uh, who's uh, popped us emails, sent us tweets or Facebook messages. We really do appreciate all the feedback. Uh, love hearing from you. So if you want to be in touch, you can tweet us at RuntalkSA. You can also pop us a message on our Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash RuntalkSA. Or my email address is podcast at RuntalkSA. Dot co dot za. Just a quick heads up as well. A couple of people have noticed that uh, the feed in iTunes is not updating as it should. Uh, just so you know, I am dealing with uh, iTunes, the Apple people in uh, America, and it is slower than soil erosion. I have to tell you, uh, for a company as progressive as Apple, uh, yeah, their customer service leaves a lot to be desired. So as soon as that gets back up and running, uh, it will update automatically. But in the meantime, you can still listen to it through the website. You can listen to it on SoundCloud uh, as well. So yeah, please do keep listening to the show also on Stitcher. And if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review or a rating as well on those two platforms, and even on iTunes, it would be much appreciated. The feed is still there. Uh, and uh, yeah, we definitely, definitely appreciate that too. So uh, let's get straight into this week's show. And I catch up with a gentleman by the name of Doe Prinsluer. Well, over the last uh, few weeks, we shared some pretty cool stories here on Run Talk SA. And I wanted to share another one with you this week. We're joined by Doe Prinsloo, who has got an incredible, incredible story. And we'll uh, touch on that uh, today as well. Doe, welcome on to the show. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us. Thank you, Brad. Doe, your, your journey is pretty incredible and, and uh, sort of your and my story very similar. We, we both come from a, a very overweight sort of background. You've just finished your first Comrades Marathon. Before we uh, sort of go back into, into how you got started and a little bit about your journey, uh, it's uh, about a month after Comrades now. Uh, how are you feeling after your first one? No, well, I'm feeling great. Um, I was, um, uh, uh, about two weeks ago, we started to run again and yeah, we can still feel the comrades. It's, it's, it's still there, but um, there's nothing to complain about, really. Really. Yeah, though you had a, had an amazing run. You dipped just under 11 hours, so you got yourself a, a bronze medal, which is uh, exactly what you were training for. As a comrades novice, obviously you had, had thought about it a long time, and, and it was something you wanted to do. Obviously, Lindsay Perry and myself and all the webinars and the podcasts, we, we talk about how tough the first one is. And I think once you've done a few, you forget sort of what it's like to be a novice. Was it as hard as you thought it was going to be or was it uh, a lot harder? Um, well, I actually had a, a very good run. Um, I think because of all the training that I've put in and, and all the webinars that I've listened to and all the podcasts, I mean, I followed those things. And I really grabbed onto anything that I can. Um, but the training really helped me on. And I also entered for the 1,000-kilometer challenge. And I think that also pushed me along to put in more kilometers, you know, what what one normally would. Um, so, yeah, I think the training helped me a lot. And I, I, I really worked hard. I, I did almost 2,200 kilometers since June last year. And, and I think that, that, that paid off at the end. Yeah, that's it. Hard hard work pays off, and and it has been a, a hard but very rewarding journey for you. Let's let's yeah, take a couple of me. steps back, though. You, you your your journey is just just phenomenal. I mean, in a nutshell, and we'll we'll get into how how you started. I mean, how much weight have you lost since you you made the decision that's enough enough is enough? You want to you want to change things. In in total today, um, where I am today, I lost 
um, 53 kilograms. Wow. I mean, that's, in, that's incredible. And, and just to put things into a bit of perspective, I mean, I'm quite a bit taller than you. I'm, I'm, I'm a, quite a big guy. You're not that big. So for you to be carrying extra 53 kilograms, how much were you weighing at your heaviest? When I started, um, I weighed 133 kilograms. Gee, that's amazing. And, and how tall are you? Um, I'm 1,86 meters. Tall. Yes, I mean you're just over over the old six foot mark, which is which is big. But <laughs> yes, that's a that's a lot of weight that you were carrying. Yeah. Doe, what what brought it on? I mean, before before we get to what what this made you decide to turn things around, have you always been uh, sort of big? I mean, were you always overweight uh, your whole life, or did something? No, no, not really. Um, when I well, when I was in school, I was I was just I mean one of the average kids and. When I went to the army after school as well, I was still in, in, in you know, average shape. But after that, um, you know, things just, just, you know, life just happens and I, everything just got to a place where, where it just totally got out of hand. And, and that's when I, when I realized I have to make a, a change in my life. Yeah, I mean, it's weird you say things just, just got out of control. It, it it gets out of control slowly. It sort of creeps up on you. You don't all of a sudden wake up uh, one day, and, and I speak from experience, you don't all of a sudden wake up one day and you weigh 130-odd kilos. You just pack on a couple of Ks every single year, and before you know it, your jeans start shrinking in, in the wash. I don't know if you ever had that. Yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, uh, it, it, it's over time. It, it's something that... And and when I started to well we we will get to that but when I started to 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 change my life um I realized there was no there was no quick fix for this it took me years to get to the point where I was and it's going to take me some time to get out of that as well so there was no quick fix and I realized that. So I'm so glad you said that because so often people are looking for that magic pill or the magic diet and how to lose weight in two weeks. And I think that's very important to remember is that it didn't take you two weeks to put the weight on. It's not going to come off in two weeks. It's a, it's a process and uh, you, need to, you need to work hard at it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, when I started, I, I said to myself and, and, and when, I got, when I started training with my personal trainer, I said, there was not going to be a quick fix. There was, I don't want any shakes. I don't want diets. I don't want pills. I don't want anything. I just want to do it the good old hard way. And I want to work hard and I want to lose the weight in the right way. Because only, only if you do that, then you can keep it off. Yeah, absolutely. if you try the quick fixes, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. Yeah, absolutely. And and Doe, what what was rock bottom for you? What made you decide? Yes, you know what, that's full. Enough is enough. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. Well, it, it actually happened in a moment. I woke up one morning and I and I just realized this is it. Um, I was grossly overweight. I was always sick. I was miserable. I was just not in a good place physically, emotionally, and like I said, I weighed 133 kilograms. And no person can be happy when when you in you know at that stage of your life. And and it was just that one morning when I woke up and I actually got in my car that morning and I drove to the gym. I was already a member at the gym. I was fully paid up member anyway, but I just never trained. So walked in there and said, I want a personal trainer now. And they lined up and I chose one and the Monday we started to train. And that was it. The rest, that was the, it. the rest, it sounds so easy. The rest is, is history, but it's, it's been a long slog. How, how long has it been since you made that decision, though? Well, this was, this, this was way back in January in 2009. Um, that is when I started to train. Um, and, and, and that's when I, when I realized that that is where my journey started. And, and, you know, it's been a, a long road up until now, but, you know, it, I, I did it.
<laughs> I mean, you, you talk about the training as well. You obviously changed the way you, you ate and, and that sort of thing. Uh, tell us a little bit about the changes you made to your diet. Well, the, the big thing for me was um, I, I, I stayed away from diets. I, I realized it is a life change. It is a, it's a lifestyle change. And the, the main thing what, what, what I did with my personal trainer was just to, to get into a habit of eating healthy. Um, that, that was really it. And the one key thing that, that he started me on was to cut on my, um, on my carbs in the evening. No pastas, no rice, no things like that in the evening. And that is all I did really. And so I had my carbs during the day and I needed to learn to eat more healthy meals during the day. I never ate throughout the day. You get home, you attack your fridge. And I had to break that habit. So, um, just healthy eating. That, that was really it. And it's also, I mean, you talk about that healthy eating dough. One of the things, and I don't know if you feel this way too, is for me on, on my sort of journey, I've realized it's just as easy to eat healthily as it is to eat unhealthily. It's just a case of making that decision. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it depends on what you put in your fridge or, or where you stop for dinner and, and that sort of thing. And then, Doe, as, as far as your, your running journey goes, I mean, growing up, were, were you pretty active? Were you sporty? Were you a runner? Or was, has this come on sort of since you decided to, to lose the weight? Now, the, the first two years, um, I, I just trained with my personal trainer to, to get, get rid of the weight. And I realized that, you know, it's not going to be good for my knees and so on. Well, I didn't have plans to run, to be quite honest with you. But I have a friend, Corin, and she was really nagging me for the whole two years that I was training with my personal trainer, just come and do a race with me. And she was nagging, and one day I said, let me just go and do a five-kilometer walk and get this woman to be quiet. <laughs> and and my first race was actually a five-kilometer walk at the Pricewaterhouse Cooper's George Slauson there at Menland. And that day, I after the race, we went to running in, I joined the club, I bought my shoes, and I never stopped running. It's such a such a cool story. It's a, it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, one one thing I like about what you did though is you you obviously had set some goals that you wanted to do. But comrades was probably on that bucket list. But you decided to to sort of wait a while. You didn't want to do it in your first year. You went and did oceans first, and then took another year, and then built up to comrades. Why yeah, was that? I mean, was it was it just that you were bung for comrades, or, or was it that you knew that you needed to be sensible? Well, in, in, you know, as a new runner, when I, when I started, I, I I didn't even, to be honest with you, I didn't have comrades in my in, in my planning at, at all. But after I did my first ultra, which was the two oceans, I realized that that maybe it, it is a possibility. And last year, I I went to the comrades. Um, as a supporter, and at the the expo, I bought a T-shirt, and the T-shirt said, um, "Don't promise, commit." And that day, I decided next year I am going to do the commit, and that is where my training started, and that is how it got onto the bucket list. Yeah. So last year in, in June at the at the commit, that that is when I actually decided to do it. That's such a cool story that it's uh, a sort of full circle a year later you were you were on the start line and, and you made it to the finish line. Talk talk to me about sort of the 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 apprehension. Obviously you made the decision, but uh, as a novice, there's a lot of times where you doubt, like, oh, can I do this? I mean, did you have that in the build up to comrades, or were you pretty confident that you could do it? Right, there was a lot of you know. I think everybody, when you're a novice runner and and you're going to do it for the first time, I think there's a, a lot of doubt. And I never, how can I say it? I 
I never doubted that I will do the kilometers, the distance. I was afraid of injuries. I was afraid that something will happen along the way that will stop me. And and that was the, the one thing that, that I was really worried about. But I've, I've really teamed up, or got a great team of people around me, you know, doctors and the physio and everybody. So always, always made sure that, that when there's a little problem, that we look at it and we deal with it immediately. And, and I must say, when I got to the starting line, there was just one thing, and that was it. I'm a, I, I, one of the web binders, um, you guys said, whatever you do, don't stop. And, and I wrote that on my arm in a black permanent marker that morning. And I, I, every time when you look at your watch, I see don't stop. And that was just my mantra for the day. I realized I needed to just go forward every step towards Durban. And yes, I, I, I was worried about that. But when my knees started to hurt, 25 kilometers to go, that is when I really started to worry. But I realized that it wasn't an injury. It was just hammering because that loss, you will know, that loss, last 25 kilometers is, is just, it's just absolute hell. But um, I pushed on. I, I, from the beginning, when I started to run, I had one little thing that I kept for myself, and that is you enter for a race, you pitch up, you start, you push on, and you finish. And that was in my mind the whole time. You start at this race, you just have to finish it. And yeah, when I crossed that line at at the finish, it was it was absolutely amazing. It was a fantastic feeling. I mean, it's still fresh in your mind, finishing, comrades. <laughs> D- describe that feeling for me. For for someone who's who's possibly listening to this, thinking 2015 is their year, and they're wondering if they can do it. Describe that feeling of of finishing, comrades. Though it is, it, it you know, people. I've, I've listened to so many people talking about it and how they experienced it and and the feeling of accomplishment and so on and. When, when I crossed that line, I, re- I remember attending the, the pre-comrades church service in here in Victoria. And one thing that Jan de Vick said is that when you cross that line, you give glory to God because without Him, it's not possible to do it. And if you go and look at my video, you will see that I just, I just lift my hands and I say thank you because you realize it's not in your own power that you can do it. You've done all the work. You've done all the preparation. Um, everything was there, but it's not in your own might and your own power that you can do that. So when I crossed that line at 27 minutes past four in the afternoon, um, it was, it was just, you know, first thing is I'm done. And then the second thing is just I've actually made it. And, you know, there's a quote, if, if you allow me to, to use this quote, it's Nelson Mandela who said, it always seems impossible until it's done. And comrades to me seem to be an impossibility. But when I crossed that line, that impossibility became my reality. And that was the moment when it clicked and said, you've done the comrades. Yeah, that, that's so cool. And, and though that, that friend of yours, Kyron, who, who roped you into doing your first 5K, uh, <laughs> what's, what's her take on you running comrades? Well, she did the comrades as well. Awesome. <laughs> we all did it. Yeah, all, all, well, we're a group of friends. We always run together, and every single one of us finished the race. Um, in different times, obviously, we didn't run together all the way, but yeah, we all met up at the beginning, and we all met up at the finish again. So she- that was really a special moment for all of us to, to just finish the race. And, and some of us first time, it was her first comrade, comrade as well, and she did really well. Um, all of us, yeah. So 
uh, we're looking forward to 2015. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, I mean, we're a month on. Uh, obviously, you, you, like most people afterwards, said never again. I never want to do that again. But you've uh, softened up. Your legs are feeling a bit better. And you're in for 2015 for the back-to-back. Well, Brad, um, that, that very day when we finished, I mean, we were tired and we were, we were really like just trying to get home and just get a lie down and just rest. But at the finish line, we said, next year, we are back. Um, I did not say never, ever again, <laughs> because I realized that, you know, it's just, you know, you push your own borders. I mean, you, you, you just know that you can do it. And next year, the outrun, I'm not, I'm not really very keen on outrun. But um, I just have to do it. It's the 90th Comrade celebration, and it's my back-to-back, so I'll just have to go and do it. And we're all going to go back, so yeah, we're looking forward to that. Do you know what they say? we actually booked our accommodation today. Oh, fantastic. Year, so. <laughs> you know what they say about Comrades Runners? They say Comrades Runners can't count. Two's halfway to ten, so once you've done two, it's uh, you, you sucked in for life, eh? That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah, no, we will do it. Joe, this, this journey of yours has been incredible. I mean, it's uh, just on, on five years, basically, since you, you made the decision. What is it, what's the biggest lesson you've learned in those five years? Um, you know, that, that, well, there's actually a few of them, but, but one of the most important ones is that, is that people must never tell you that you cannot do something. If you put your mind to it and if you, if, if you, if you realize that it's something that you want to do, I mean, I had, I went through a certain steps. I accepted where I was. I took responsibility for, for, for where I was. It was nobody else's fault. It was my own doing that I was there. I had to face my fears. I had to take small steps to go forward and to do my races. Um, be patient. I mean, nothing was going to happen just in a, in a, in a month or two months time. Um, I had to kill my own excuses. I mean, there's very easy excuses to get out of a race. And I had to follow my passion. I mean, my passion wasn't really running. My passion grew to be running because I was never a runner before. So it is something that it was a process to actually get to that point. And then it became a dream. And then one of the things that I also learned was that you have to accept failure. If you have a bad race, so what? Then you just go back. And and the other thing for me that is at this stage really important is that I'm a strong believer of paying it forward. It is important. It's really important for me to to give back um, the knowledge that I have gained over the years and with the training. And I got involved actually with Run and Walk um, for Life here in Montana. And I'm running with the guys there, training with them once a week. Give my time to them, help them to train. And a few of them already done that and done their first 21, my first the two guys are now training for their first marathon. And we just together in that. And, and that is one of the wonderful things for me is to give back and to share your experience with others. Otherwise, you know, if you have that knowledge and you don't share it, it means nothing actually. Yeah, absolutely. Do what's the, what's the biggest thing you love about your life now? Like the, the body you're in now compared to five years ago and, and just the way things are compared to what they were? When, when we started the chat, I said to you, I started off at a place where I was overweight, I was always sick, I was miserable, not in a good place physically, not, not in a good place emotionally. And all that has changed. I, I became a much more easier person to be with, much more friendly. I got 
wonderful friends. I mean, I'm surrounded by really stunning people. Um, and, you know, you, you, you meet people through running and the friendships that you form is just unbelievable. And the support that one has is really, um, you know, it's just something that money can't buy. So for me to be healthy and to be energetic and to look forward to a day and to look forward to a weekend to go out and run, do all these races and train for certain things, that, that is what's driving me at the moment. Awesome. Doe, Prince, I think you are incredible. Your story is amazing. Keep doing what you're doing and inspiring people. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you online, I know you blog, you're on Twitter, you're pretty active as well. Where can, where can people find you online? Well, people can go to my website. Um, it is www.myownjourney.co.za. And there they will find my Twitter handle and my Facebook page links. Everything is there. I update all my races. Um, I put some blogs on there on certain things that I talk about um, so people can just go there. So what I'll do is I'll put those links as well in the show notes for this episode of Run Talk SA. Thanks for your time. Uh, yeah, we'll see you out on the road. All the best uh, for this year and, and you're back to back in 2015. Thank you, Brad. Thank you for having me and uh, happy running to everybody. What an amazing story, eh? I really hope you enjoyed my chat with Doe. He is an absolute legend. Uh, I met him, I think it was earlier this year, or was it towards the end of last year? Uh, just an incredible, incredible story, and I'm so glad I got to share it with you today here on Run Talk SA. I also just wanted to give you a heads up. If you haven't heard it yet, uh, we've launched the Ask Prof Noakes podcast. We've been getting tons of questions uh, for Professor Tim Noakes and a lot of people wanting to know about the low-carb, high-fat diet. Well, we have launched uh, a podcast for Prof Noakes comes out three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'll pop the links in the show notes for this episode as well if you want to uh, have a listen to that. It's also on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud as well, and it is getting rave reviews. So uh, it is number one in the iTunes store in South Africa, the overall uh, iTunes store. So it's the number one podcast in the country at the moment, which is great news. And then also I sent out a survey a couple of weeks ago where I was asking you what you wanted us to chat about here on Run Talk SA and on the platform uh, on TalkFeed. Uh, and uh, most people, you'll be surprised, uh, actually I'm not surprised, you might be, but I'm definitely not, the vast majority of people want to get faster, they want to know how to improve their 10k half marathon marathon time, and ultimately their comrades marathon time, so the good news is, coach Lindsay Perry and I are working on some training that'll get you faster, it's coming, okay, so just keep an ear out, keep an eye out, uh, and I will let you know as soon as we launch, we're going to get you to your 10K PB before the end of the year, okay? How's that for a deal? Uh, it's coming. So keep an ear uh, to Run Talk SA or Ask Coach Perry that podcast. It'll be announced on there and here. And I look forward to helping you before the end of the year as well. It's going to be brilliant. So uh, until next time, I'm heading down to Neisner next week for the uh, Big Five, the Neisner Big Five Challenge. Uh, I'll be running the Neisner Marathon next weekend. So if you are around and you do spot us, please come say how's it. And I have to tell you as well, also got an interview coming up with uh, one of our international runners, a guy by the name of Joel Runyon, uh, coming up on an upcoming episode of Run Talk SA as well. He's an amazing dude, also got a crazy, crazy story, uh, and I'm looking forward to sharing that with you as well. So that's all coming up. Until next time, from myself, Brad Brown, have yourself a brilliant week, and we'll chat from Neisner. Cheers. Cheers.